Please pray with me. Father, we pray for your healing power to be at work in our midst this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God, Jesus is in the healing business. Today we have two healing stories. The story of Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue, and a story of a woman with a hemorrhage. Both people are desperate for healing, one for his daughter and the other for herself. Jesus cast his prestigious position to the wind, excuse me, Jairus, cast his prestigious position to the wind and begs for help from Jesus. The woman has spent all she has with doctors and has only gotten worse. Jesus is their last resort. In both stories, Jesus relates healing to belief in his power and his desire to heal. He tells the woman, your faith has made you well. He tells Jairus, do not fear, only believe. What I want to look at is what does it mean to have faith? And how is faith related to healing? Focusing on the story of the woman with the hemorrhage, we can learn a lot from the way she exercised faith and the way Jesus took her faith at face value and then transformed it, corrected it, perfected it to show where faith should really be placed. In particular, I want to look at four aspects of the faith of the woman. First, it was a secret faith. They're on the way to Jairus' house when this woman touches Jesus. If I but touch his clothes, she says, I will be made well. She wanted to touch him and get away quickly. She wanted to come and go secretly. Her intention was that no one should know about her illness. She didn't want anybody to be aware of her condition. She didn't even want Jesus to know about her condition. I wonder why that was. It seems to me that there were two reasons. The first reason is that she was probably naturally modest. Her need was so embarrassing. It's not the sort of thing that one talks about in front of a crowd in the streets of a Jewish community. I think that the second reason she came in secret is because her hemorrhage made her ritually unclean. In Jewish law, women became ritually unclean once a month during the menstrual cycle. This woman had had a hemorrhage for 12 years. All that time, she had been unable to take part in public worship. She was shut off from the fellowship of her family and friends. Anyone she touched also became unclean. She lived without human touch. And now she was afraid. She feared if she came out openly in public, she would be shunned maybe even shunned by Jesus. 
but she did have faith to believe Jesus could heal her. So she comes secretly to Jesus. Then secondly, it was an imperfect faith. Two things immediately come to mind. First, her view of faith was magical. If I but touch his clothes, I would be made well. She saw Jesus as sort of a power to be tapped. I might use the illustration of electricity. You plug in, switch on, and the power's there. She viewed Jesus almost in that way. Here is a source of healing. All I have to do is touch it, and I'm healed. But as we shall see, God's power is not like that. God desires to work through a personal relationship. God's power is personal because his power comes through a definite will on his part. So it is not magical. Then the second reason her faith was imperfect was that her view of faith was self-centered. She has one thing and one thing only on her mind, and that is to be healed. Now, in one sense, there's nothing wrong with that. But in another sense, there is. Because God is not there just for us to make use of him when we need him. The power is not there to be switched on when we have a particular need and then switched off again when that need is met. Many people today have this sort of view of God, a view of him as a means to get through bad times. The view that God is powerful, yes, but remote. He's only there as a last resort for emergency use only. When we are in trouble, we plug into God, or try to by prayer. I've heard people say, oh yes, I believe in God. I prayed when my son was ill or when my grandmother died. Or in other words, we believe in a God who will fill a need in troubling times, but otherwise we don't bother with him. I think many people are happy to have this sort of faith, faith that tries to plug into God only when we're in trouble, an imperfect faith, but a faith that is less than the sort of faith that Jesus wants for us. Maybe by now some of you may feel I'm belittling this woman's faith, but that is not my intention. I am just pointing to the inadequacies that Jesus himself corrects later in the story by his love and his painstaking care. No, she had a real faith because she knew Jesus was the answer to her need. She knew and had faith that if she touched his clothes, she would be healed. Her faith was genuine, but nonetheless, it was imperfect. It was rather magical, and it was somewhat self-centered. A secret faith, an imperfect faith, and then thirdly, an effective faith. Her faith may have been imperfect, but it was effective. She was healed. 
Isn't that a wonderful demonstration of the grace of God? Her faith may not have been perfect. There might have been lots of rough edges to it. She might have been misguided in her approach to Jesus. She might have been self-centered in her faith. She might have had a magical view of his power. But God acts. Her faith, however imperfect, was effective. As one commentator puts it, there is no faith so feeble that God does not respond. You see, God's power does not depend on how much faith we have. God's power comes according to his grace and according to his love, not by the amount of faith we generate ourselves. God in love heals this woman. He responds to her faith. He deals with her at the level of her understanding. And praise God, he deals with us too at the level of our understanding. But that's not to say he wanted her to stay there. Far from it. He takes her on from there and brings her into an even greater understanding of what faith is all about. And the same is true for us. If you are satisfied with where you are as a Christian, if you are satisfied with your growth, then there is something wrong. Because Jesus always wants to draw us into a greater and more perfect relationship with himself. A relationship that is a real expression of our personal trust in a personal God, whether we are healed or not. A secret faith, an imperfect faith, but an effective faith because God is at work. Then fourthly, what I call a perfected faith. We come to see how Jesus deals graciously with the woman to transform her faith from something imperfect to something that is developing toward perfection. Jesus goes after her. He wants more for her than just physical healing. He wants to meet her deepest need, a relationship with him. He wants her to know how much he loves her. Who touched my clothes, he asks, knowing who touched him. Would she be willing to come to him to publicly profess her faith? Jesus felt the power go out of him, but I wonder what the woman felt. She instantly knew she was healed of her disease. Whatever she felt, it must have been amazing. She comes trembling in fear and awe. His divine love pours into her heart, opening her to be more fully known. And here's the verse I love the most. She fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Such a relief it must have been. Have you told Jesus the whole truth about you? 
Have you ever honestly confessed your sins, your fears, your deepest desires to him and experienced relief like she did? I hope you have. Worshiping him, she confesses everything about herself and so begins a relationship with her Savior. He says to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. In this verse, notice how Jesus makes a crucial distinction. He says, her faith has made her well, and then be healed of her disease. What we see here are two different kinds of faith, one that makes her well and one that heals her disease, what I will call a healing faith and a saving faith. The Greek word used here for made well means more than physical healing. It means spiritual healing as well, salvation, and ultimately a resurrected life with our Lord as his son or daughter. Christian healing minister Francis McNutt writes, physical healing is not an end in itself, but is to lead to a more intense personal relationship with God. We do not seek healing so much as we seek the healer. Without entering into a relationship with Christ, healing will always be incomplete. True healing requires so much more than the physical. It includes our emotions, our mind, and our spirit. Our whole being needs to be conformed to the likeness of Christ. There's no doubt in my mind, and I hope not in yours either, that the woman went away from Jesus that day, not only healed of her hemorrhage, but with her whole life transformed, because she had met her Savior. She went away with the assurance of God's peace and with the faith like of which she had no conception of the beginning of that day. A faith centered on an intimate relationship with Christ and a desire to do His will. I want to give you a contemporary example of what I would consider close to a perfected faith, at least from my perspective. Kathy is an Anglican priest who I met at a clergy conference. Soon after the conference, she invited me to pray for her through the website Caring Bridge. In her first entry on Caring Bridge, she writes, Welcome to our journey. On December 8, 2011, I was diagnosed with stage 4 invasive breast cancer that had hidden from mammograms for years. The shock of this news was immense. But Jesus has been with us every moment. This blog is not, and she writes not in big capital letters, about breast cancer, but about the love and faithfulness of God. 
read our story. We think you will be encouraged. And more than anything else, please pray for us. Since that time, the hospital's chemo infusion room has become Kathy's new place of ministry as she battles for her life. She has come to know her fellow patients and has shared her faith and prayed with them. They now seek her out. The medical staff, in fact, wants Kathy to continue her ministry there if she recovers. Last week, she described her latest infusion room experience. She writes, As we prayed together, the Spirit of the Lord came and brought the sweetness of Christ into that hard place. The infusion room became a chapel. Jennifer, a young mother of three children who has a case similar to Kathy's, she was there, and Kathy could see that she was losing hope. When she asked, how can I be praying for you, Jennifer? Jennifer's tears began to fall. After a long silence, she heard that I'll make it through. After the nurse unplugged Kathy from her chemo drip, she came and knelt at Jennifer's side, took her hands, and asked if she could pray for her. With tears still falling, Jennifer said, please, Kathy tells us, I don't remember all that I prayed that moment, but I know Jesus was there more than at any other time that I can recall in the infusion room. Here, next to a sick, hopeless, and huddled woman, much like the woman with the bleeding disorder in Mark 5, Jesus knelt and touched her. I knew it wasn't me praying for her, but him, this kind Savior who loves her so much he would come to this infusion room through me and touch her. What an honor this cancer has brought me to go where I go on Christ's behalf and to be the hands and heart of Jesus. Kathy's face is certainly public and certainly not self-centered. Kathy is experiencing the joy of Christ's presence in the midst of the greatest struggle of her life. She trusts him to be with her throughout this trial and bring fruit from it. And she continues to serve him as long as she can. Surely Kathy is an inspiration to all of us to bring Christ's healing to a broken world. Be it in the workplace, home, at play, in the doctor's office, wherever Christ is needed. So what is faith and what does it mean for us? As children, we learn day by day that when we lay in our mother's arms, she would not drop us 
Faith is something like that. Faith is trusting in God's goodness, even when it looks very dangerous. Because we've discovered over and over again, we can count on his love, physically healed or not. An ounce of faith grows into a perfected faith through repeated experiences of God's grace. We place our faith in Christ, who saves and is close to all who call upon him. And how is faith related to healing? God does not depend on our faith to heal. He acts according to his will and loving kindness. But faith, though powerless, is the channel through which God's power can work. Faith goes to Jesus as a first resort. Faith prays all the time, not just in need. Faith always wants more of God. Faith opens the door for God to heal us in every way that is needed to bring us to completion in him. Jesus is still in the healing business. Amen.